Welcome to Chat Your Own with Candy Ann Noodle, the monthly chat show podcast about all things now, then, and tomorrow. It's a little politics, a little art and science, and a whole lot of feminism. Liberal as fuck. Welcome back to Chacharone. I'm Candy here with Noodle. Hi, it's Noodle. Hi. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. How are you? I am doing all right today. Uh, it's a good Sunday. Not a, not a bad weekend in general. No, it's yeah. uh, it's been fun and full of people and, and relaxation all at the same time. Yeah, it's been a solid like spring weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, today, we are going to talk about fake science. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, a little trip into what's new, true, and straight up crap. <laughs> so much straight up so crap. So much straight up crap. Uh, we're going to talk a few biggies and then do a random, um, a few little topics and kind of just jump into those and get what our initial reaction is to those little science topics. Uh, but first, uh, we're going to start with a why science noodle. Well, first of all, I mean, given today's current political climate, there's been a lot of anti-intellectualism, anti-science. Uh, the EPA recently announced, as Scott Pruitt says, well, we can't use science for research anymore, which seems like nonsense. Uh, the recent anniversary of March for Science just happened. So, you know, we marched for science again. And uh, we've both recently been to some good science museums. So yes, we have. It seemed, it seemed like a good time to, to kind of talk about some science stuff. I mean, I went to... Um, the Science Center, the California Science Center, just recently with my mom. My mom was in town visiting, and we saw the Discover. Discovery? Discovery, Discovery. yes. Discovery, the giant spaceship that many years ago I saw driven through the streets and got a chance to like admire it from afar here in L.A. when it was making its way to the right. Science Center. And now this is my first time to really like go and see it in person, and it was mind-blowing. It was like, holy crap, this has been an actual space. And I want to touch it, but I know you can't touch it. And also, it's really high up, so I wasn't going to be able to touch it. But that kind of, like, closeness to something that is right. so foreign and so outside of our, my normal realm was was mind-blowing. I felt the same way. I was in... Uh, so I, I mean, I do feel the same way in general. I don't understand why we have suddenly hit this point in our history where we're just going to straight up say, not going to listen to your facts. Um, that seems counterproductive, and I find it upsetting. Right, especially because in s- we're at a place where our technology and our ability to find things out is so advanced and, s- and continuously moving forward. Like, why would now we suddenly be like, mm, I prefer the Dark Ages, please? Right, right. Doesn't Which, make any sense as a choice. No, it doesn't. It's uh, it's a super poor choice. Uh, I also just saw a spaceship. I was in, at the Air and Space in Virginia, and it was like... Super cool. It was super cool to be in a room that is everything in here was in outer space at some point. Yeah, it's like, and if cool. you breathe deep, it's the space dust, and you're like, space yes, dust. I am in fact made of star it's stuff. The space dust. Yeah, yeah that's. Uh, I, I would love some space dust. Actually, I feel like we could all use a little little fairy dust or something. You could probably dicks. buy that. You probably could buy that. I want moon rocks. Moon rocks. I, I mean, because no I remember rocks. that was like a big thing in the '80s. It was. But I don't know if they were real. Were they real moon rocks? Or were you they know just what? I'm gonna say yes. Real Moon Rock. Yes. There you it is. We them. already started. Yeah. Science. Real. <laughs> Check. Um, mm. 
and the like Dippin' Dots and the um, the uh, the frozen ice cream oh, that yeah. was like space ice cream, like that was a huge deal when we were little kids growing up. So I feel like our like we are the generation that should continue to embrace science. And for some reason, yeah. everybody's turning their back on it. And and generationally speaking, I think I think we do. I think it's all the people ahead of us. I, I'm gonna say before us because I don't. I don't think they're ahead of us in anything. Nice, <laughs> nice. That Grammar was jokes. Slick. That was super slick. Uh, <laughs> agreed. Um, yeah, I think that it's. Uh, I think we need to talk about this. I think everyone needs to. If you don't understand something, hopefully there's someone in your life you feel comfortable enough with to ask them. How does this thing work? Because I don't get it. Because we don't. There's do also that. so much internet. Like so pages one and two of Google. Stop after page two. But pages right. one and two of Google will basically answer any questions that you have on anything ever. Pretty damn well. I mean, 99% of the time, I feel like it's super correct. But when you pass page two, you start to get into the fake science. Which is what we're going to. We're going to talk about page three and beyond today. Uh, before we do that. It's no to infinity and beyond, but it ain't good. And it's just, it's not, it's not good. A uh, lot, lot of garbage, a lot of garbage science. Um, we are going to do a, uh, our, our good old standbys, which is, what you reading, Noodle? So I'm reading two books right now. I am reading uh, Difficult Women by Roxanne Gay. So first of all, I'm going to read everything Roxanne Gay has ever written, will ever write. Anything she ever has to say, I want to hear her say it. I am a big, big, big fan. Um, and this is a series of short stories about women and their relationship with other women and their relationship with men and how they've changed that and horrific experiences that they've had with men and so on. Um, and I don't like short stories. I'll tell you, I've never been into it. I've always been like, ah, I could write a short story. It's like, what, you just dash this off in five minutes. There's no depth. There's no whatever. I got to tell you, she has changed my mind about the genre. Every really? single one of these short stories, I was like, Yes. I mean, I still feel like, give me more. Could you turn each of these into a novel, please? But um, that aside, this is the first time that I've ever really, really enjoyed a book of short stories. And I feel like I recognize these women. I am some of these women. I know these women. I understand them. And I really, I would recommend this book pretty, pretty hardcore. I mean, it's upsetting. Like, these are not nice right. stories. These are deeply ugly, painful uh emotionally damaging and just they're beautiful i loved them very nice so that's my happy book <laughs> um the other book that i'm reading is called the secret history um by donna tart who very famously wrote the goldfinch which um, was all the rage right. last year which you know i read it was fine but i actually really preferred secret history which i just read um it is sort of a murder mystery except it opens with the murder. You know who got murdered, and you know who did the murdering. Um, so it's not really a mystery. The mystery is really about, like, why there was a murder and what happened afterwards. Like, did they get away with it? Uh, it takes place in a small liberal arts college in Vermont um, with all these, like, college kids who are studying Greek weirdly enough, and it's really, it's kind of all over the place, and the thing that strikes me about it is I had a really hard time figuring out what year it was supposed to take place in, because the oh, way they talk yeah. about the, the clothing that the characters are wearing, and the fact that they're all drunk all the time, even though they're 20, um, but I guess, I mean, that was college life, but, like, the, the language and the rhythm of the pacing felt very 1950s, 
except there'd be like sprinklings of, oh, and then we watched Sally, Jesse, Raphael. And I was like, how is that possible? So it's got kind of a universal feel to it. And the writing is, is a little bit old fashioned. And I really, really liked it. Um, the first 50 pages were kind of slow. And then, man, it is a page turner now. So I am really interested to see if they get away with it. Or, nice. you know, don't, or why. So it's, it's great. I, I recommend it. Hmm. I'm excited. I'm excited about the books that you read because I need you to tell me what to read next. <laughs> I've got more. I know, I know. <laughs> you guys, it's not just you. I am also shopping at her bookshelf yeah. all the time. Uh, yesterday was actually uh, Independent Bookstore Day. Oh, I think yep. I knew that. Yep, Independent Bookstore Day. And it was since the last Saturday of the month, it's the Studio City Library Book Sale. Where all, right. all the books are like 50 cents. So obviously I went and I ravaged through uh, the Studio City Library and bought myself a ton of books. I try and do this on the last Saturday of every month mm-hmm. and then I can buy the 10 to 15 books that I will read that month. Um, yes, 10 She's to 15 kidding. books that I will read that month. So I'm pretty excited about uh, my next round of booking. That is a very real number. Yeah. Support independent bookstores, guys. Support independent bookstores. Also, it's okay to feel bad about yourself for not reading that many books. It no for a moment. Yeah. For a moment, um, it's fine. That's fine. I am uh, in awe of you all the time. Well, I don't do a whole lot else. Well, <laughs> I read mostly. I think it's it's the um, the the focus. Yes, because I definitely up and down with my ability to to read. As you know, it's like I have a six months of I'm reading, and then a year where I. Barely get but you always a book. think about books, which I, I you know, which them. I think is what matters. Yeah, I do. I do think about book learning. Um, okay, so those are books. Uh, we're gonna our fandom fandoms anonymous. To be honest, and if you follow us on Instagram, you probably saw this. Uh, we recorded last week, but actually had a really did not. great episode. Had a really great episode that did not uh, make it to air or anywhere. It just it didn't happen technical difficulties but last week when we recorded we discussed um infinity war as our fandoms anonymous and uh how we were feeling about it of course we have now seen infinity war and we made a lot of predictions about what we thought was going to happen we did we had we both had some very not necessarily correct opinions (laughs) and and information about the mcu in general uh and so now we're going to talk about what we thought of Infinity War, and we're going to, at this point, say spoilers. Um, hardcore spoilers. Hardcore spoilers, and I will actually put the time in yes. on the Ooh, description so you can in. kind of back yeah. out and, and get back in if you'd like. Um, overall, Noodle, Infinity War, how'd you feel? I loved it. So good. Um, I, I went in expecting a bloodbath of a totally different nature. Mm-hmm. I was expecting... A lot of heroic sacrifice, you know, that every single major character would throw themselves in front of their bestie to save them and save the and like have like a, a going out line and then die right, terribly like, in like, agony. But yeah. like, you know, and the bodies would pile up, but like continue to save each other until there was, you know, essentially one Avenger remaining. And wow, that did not happen. That did not happen. That did at not. All. No. Uh, uh, I, I loved the kind of seamlessness of all of the different subplots that like were going on. Like all the things that were happening at the same time, but in different places. Yeah. yeah. It really, it felt very organic. I did not feel at any point like, oh, whatever happened to that guy? Because they were already hopping over to that guy. Mm-hmm. And I thought the the interactions between characters who hadn't met each other yet were really, really great. Yeah, you're right. uh, it was, there was It was funny. It was interesting. It was a lot of things going on. Um, 
but man, the ending. I, yeah, it was, it's an interesting, or at least for me, it was an interesting emotional journey. Um, we had talked about this last week that some, for some reason I like lost my infinity war oomph like a week before the movie came out. I, I don't know what it was that just kind of deflated me a little bit. And then of course we get there and the second it starts, I was in, like I was super happy. I was there. I was just, it's a fantastic opening. Um, and it, I was, I think my eyebrows were way up at the top of my, <laughs> my giant head for the entire film, which is a long time. Cause that's a two hour and 40 minute movie. Yeah, They just make long movies now. Oh that's just God, the way life so is. Long. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I was like <laughs> kind of shocked. I didn't go to the bathroom. I was Not in man. once. Yeah. Uh, and there was a moment where like the, the theater was silent and I got, we got this gasp from some dude mm-hmm. in the back and it was like the best <gasps> all by himself. Like it was it, the reaction in general in the theater was pretty great. I thought that through a lot of the film, people were dead silent, absorbing yeah, it yeah. in a way that like a lot of times you like cheer at stuff and you laugh at stuff. But this was just like, oh my God. Oh my God. Like this like stunned horror. Well, and then you're expecting so much throughout mm-hmm. the entire movie. You're expecting to see pe- more people die and, and in horrible, horrible ways. And you don't. And then you're just in on the action, right? Yeah. Like you're trying to root for the right people and just be really into it. And all of a sudden, the end, the the slow disappear of all of these very, very important characters was like like the longest breath you've ever let out it just it didn't end it just kept because you think it's at some point that's enough right they've got they've got 50 percent. it's done it's done it's not no man i mean they just they just wipe people out and everybody who gets wiped out has a hook in their moment um for the for me like the the beginning of, are we gonna are we gonna just like talk about specifically who like we can talk little? specifically who okay. yeah we're spoilering okay. the hell. We're, all right we're just I just wanna just wanna make sure yeah let's uh, just go for, it. for me like when Bucky <gasps> disappears and his last words are Steve and he has this like fear in his voice of you know all the things he's gone through all the things that he suffered and like I am not a Winter Soldier fan oh but like God. watching him in like abject horror because he's just finally reacclimated like, to the kind world. of okay yeah oh my that God was it was it was rough and then like poor poor Steve Rogers to watch him after all of that it, and 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 Spider-Man so absolutely shocked. I was so, I, shocked by Spider-Man and Black Panther. Right, because you're like, I, Black Panther has, I, I mean, they have to make a Black Panther him. too. Right. Like, he made all, he, the Black Panther was the highest grossing film that's ever been filmed. How, how are you going to make him, like, what? Like, how is, how could you do that? It, it, shocking. Just it shocking. was, and it well done. And the pace not everybody died the same slow death, but the pace mm-hmm. was moving. And then you were constantly like, oh, my God, who's next? Who's next? Who's next? They can't. They can't. How did they? And it yeah. was, yeah, it was impactful. Every single one. At no point were you like, meh. I didn't feel, <laughs> I did not right. shrug at anybody. No. I was affected by every single fade out. Right. Even, uh, truthfully, I did not see uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And when Mantis went, I was upset. And I, oh my, I was so upset about Batista, uh, not Batista. The, <laughs> the point, Drax, Drax, because I'm still like so happy for Batista. I mean, right. he's done other other acting work, but like he was just, 
he's so good as and I was shocked at how good he was when the first one came out and I just have a special weird place for Batista and I was really upset yeah it's it all the way through was very very moving I will say how lucky for Dr. Strange or not Dr. Strange uh who also I was shocked I I was really happy about the Sherlock on Sherlock time that we got I, I was movie. hoping there was gonna be at least one Sherlock Sherlock oh. reference and right and I was really hoping to get a little Martin Freeman with Benedict Cumberbatch right. and I guess that's just I guess that's not gonna happen now I was really <laughs> no. looking forward to that um but, but yeah. at least at least since Martin Freeman wasn't in this one he didn't I, get disappeared we think we didn't see him well right we didn't see him get disappeared but that oh well that's we true. don't know that's true right we well I, know I was thinking that if, that if you're not in the movie you're safe but who knows now right ant-man and hawkeye where are you check in guys check in <laughs> um i i think it's funny that not funny because it's all really really sad but that uh Tony Stark gets stuck on some rando planet, Titan, with Nebula, which is lucky for him that he just so happens to be there with someone who can get him home. Yeah, otherwise That's he's great. like, uh... Right? Guys? I also, you know what, okay, so I did find it interesting that no one seemed to be concerned about the possibility of them breathing on that planet. But yeah. They just ship crash, you stroll. Know, similar to, like, on Star in Star Wars, you remember there's the one scene where they have, like, Essentially, the like breathing mask mm-hmm. that they give you in the hospital, like if they're gonna gas you. And after that, they were like shrug. It's just it's just too much work to try and regulate oxygen. You just assume if other people live there, it's fine. I just I I mean I just speaking of science, I sure. just feel like Tony Stark might have been like, guys. <laughs> well, I mean, Star let me go out in my suit and make sure Star Lord could breathe. So I mean, and he's half human. So yeah, no, no, I mean, a two hour and 40 minute movie, you can give me that 30 seconds of fucking science. That's fair. I that's think. Fair. I think I've accepted enough of your malarkey. Yeah, enough of your malarkey. I'm upset about this now. I wouldn't have been if that long, slow, painful <laughs> death of all of my friends wasn't like. <laughs> that was really to top of mind for a while. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite moment? Hmm. Wow, that's harsh. Like, that's a really serious. Serious question. Um, dude, I can't. I actually can't pick a favorite moment. Can you? I, I thought you were going to go with the meme with the arm. <gasps> oh, my God. No, that is a really good moment. Yes, I thought that was a yeah, favorite so moment. Yeah, so you get, um, while they're all fighting in Wakanda, uh, you get Rocket is with Winter Soldier, and at some point he looks up to him and asks him about his arm and says that he, he how much for the arm or, or something. He says something about the arm. Uh, and it's funny because after the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, there was artwork and like memes out there with Rocket hanging off of Winter Soldier's metal arm saying, I need this, uh, like he does in Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought that was pretty cute. Uh, fan favorite. That, but yeah, fan mm-hmm. favorite, but like favorite moment wise, I couldn't even, I'd have to see it again. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I can't. That's fair. Way too much stimuli, I guess. <laughs> yeah, too many things are happening. Like right now when I'm thinking about it, I also feel like I'm seeing the entire film at once in my head. Right, and, and it's hard to, like, it. yeah. splice. Yeah. Oh, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So there's one more episode. I just feel like, I mean, I, that's great for me. I'm happy that there's another episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I'm a little confused because I thought it was the season was over two episodes ago, so I don't know what I am missing. It's just, like, bonus. But I forgot. So uh, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are currently 
kind of on lockdown in this this underground bunker situation. So they're actually unaware of what's going on. Oh my goodness. Because the, the MCU, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it's all in the same time period. It's happening at the same time. So at some point in the last episode, which was this past Friday, which was the 27th, 26th? Sure. Something like that. Um, one of them goes up to the surface for whatever, and they kind of mention what's happening in New York right now. They just have that that line, and Man, then that you is... get nothing, and then... Nobody disappeared. So, so I'm waiting for the, fi- the finale Who for the knows? season, which is right, which is next Friday. What if, what if a few people are just not there? May- and maybe that's on purpose. Maybe they want the movie to come out first. Well, yeah, I mean, that is really good timeline mm-hmm. prediction to be able to plan that far in advance for them to coincide. That's quite impressive. It's totally amazing. It's, I am astounded by it every time a Marvel movie comes out. Like ooh oh, they're just doing such a good job at at balancing those coalescing. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. Maybe I. So the next morning, Saturday morning, I woke up and I. I said, I, I'm still I'm still upset about Nick Fury. Like that was one of the first things I said Saturday morning. I think that's reasonable. (laughs) And I I am still upset. It's now Sunday night. I am still upset. I, uh, I might have spent Saturday morning Googling Captain Marvel mm-hmm. just to, like, mm-hmm. find out. Yeah. And yeah. felt much better having found out the things. Which, yeah, I mean, hopefully, not hopefully because this is kind of morbid, but everyone is a little wondering if we're going to figure out how Fury lost his eye in the Captain Marvel movie. I, I, I want to know. Set in the 90s, and he's yeah. got all his hair and both eyeballs. I mean, so, I bet they're going to show that, and it's going to be popped it right out. Um, I think my favorite moment of the movie was Peter Dinklage. That was that they yeah. made him tall. They made him a giant. Yeah, and he—I mean, technically, he is still a dwarf. And I had just right, read right. the Neil Gaiman Norse mythology book, so mm. I recognize the character that he's playing, and I know suddenly all this history. And I didn't know anything about Norse mythology beforehand, and I have a hard time saying Norse. I have to really like concentrate really? on this, as opposed to Norse. Um, so I was like, "Oh my god, I know that guy." And and I thought he was he was great in it to see him out there, yeah, uh, being himself, but being a big version of himself. It was and, nice. And that was a surprise. I mean, I don't. Yeah, nobody knew who. No, I mean, they knew he was in it, but nobody knew what he was doing. And I don't re- even remember the announcement that he was in it. I feel like it was pretty recent. They were like, oh, oh by the it? way, yeah. Um, yeah, that was. So I was totally shocked. Yep. I wasn't even waiting for his face at all. And there he was. Um, and, and very, and he was, the character was funny. There was just the right amount of levity as usual. I mean, MCU, Marvel is just not, they're not going to drop this ball anytime soon. Mm -mm. No, they're just going to keep churning out Mm -hmm. hit after hit after hit after hit. And I know we talked a lot about James Cameron on the last round, but, uh, James Cameron and his hope for Marvel fatigue or Avengers fatigue can suck it. Suck it so hard. That's, that's just it. We don't need yeah. to go into why no, all no, the details. Don't. But like having seen this movie and having been so affected by it, like, no, I am not fatiguing anytime soon. I will continue to throw my money at the storyline. Absolutely. And this is, I think we said this last time too, um, from a science fiction standpoint, from the kind of stuff that James Cameron makes, like, what a d-bag thing to say about essentially the same the same genre and the same way of of telling a story these big sweeping grand ways of telling a story it's the same thing he does so I support don't, it they support it bro um oh there was something else about him was it something that happened in the movie that specifically made me think about him 
Maybe it was a Stark joke. I don't know. Some something happened that while we were sitting there, I thought about James Cameron. That's funny. Hmm. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, you know what? Go see it. It's oh, fun. It's beautiful. It's super we fun. Loved it. Um. I, I'm I'm personally super pissy about how long these movies are, and I'm gonna try to get over it. But there's a good chance that was my last Marvel movie in the theater for a long time. Nonsense. Probably not. I'm just crabby. Just get a catheter. It'll be fine. Crabby. That Bring a bucket. Horrible. <laughs> um, and the plus side, we did see it in a theater where it is real easy to get in and out to go to the bathroom. Right, with the big comfy seats. Yeah. And maybe next time I bring a blankie. I was really cold, but like. Oh, you should always be bringing at least yeah. like a big old sweater. There should have been, like there been something, yeah. but uh, loved it. Loved it. Super loved it. Super happy we went to see it. Uh, highly recommend it. And now we are done talking about Infinity War. Now, Candy, make note. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're going to start with some big, I think I said Stark. That's hilarious. Um, we're going to start when it comes to the talking about fake science uh, with the biggie that really drives us both exceptionally crazy, which is the flat earthers. <laughs> and I can we're do done. that because I flat always earthers. use my own pop screen so I can I can spit all over that. Raspberries. Yes. 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 And raspberries. we're done. Mm-hmm. Um Alright, so here's the thing about the Flat Earth Society. First of all, there's a lot of pictures taken from out of space showing the globe. Not just the round, not the circle, but the actual globe. So the idea that there's somehow a reason that it's flat and they're hiding this and they're like faking it, it's just nonsense. Like, what would be the purpose of telling us that the earth was flat? What would be the reason for that sort of conspiracy? Like right. there just isn't one. There isn't. And it's certainly, I don't, conspiracies exist, fine. Um, but we certainly have never had one that's gone on for thousands of years. Uh, it's just, it's, it's just a... I always want to think that it's not real. I always want to think that these people are just fucking with everybody. But then You'd you hope learn so. that it is real and that it is such an extreme belief, a very, very serious faith in the fact that the earth is flat, that the earth is basically a snow globe. And and then it's it's both scary and sad and, and you know, one of the check in the humanity's not going to make it column. Right? Yeah. The earth is an oblique spheroid. It's the only thing that I know of that can be described as an oblique spheroid, and it's such a fun word to say. But that's just reality. Mm-hmm. And and I, I feel like when you say that maybe maybe they're just trolling us, there's this funny post, and I've seen it on Facebook a bunch of times, where one of the Flat Earth Society people says, the Flat Earth Society has members all around the globe. And I'm like, did, did you, do you not know what a globe is? Or, or are you kidding? Like, where... Where do you actually fall on this spectrum? And it's super public, and we've seen this, and everybody makes fun of it, but it's so fucking stupid. Like, how can you be this person? And it it makes me sad for these people because, frankly, if the earth was flat, we would be falling off the edge. Like, that would happen. There would be, somebody would make a documentary about going to the edge of the Wait, earth there would be and an end, fall yeah. off, like, and, and we would show it, and that, that would and, resolve it one way or another. And instead... That hasn't happened. Uh, instead, we have photographic evidence of the globular situation, not the flat. Not the flat situation. And even if we wouldn't fall off the edge, we we would stop 
No, you would like even if even if which this is the, I mean talk about hypothetical science. Even if it was flat, round but flat. If it was a disc, if it was a gigantic pancake. frisbee floating out in space, and it had some sort of dome situation that was where the gravity is and keeping us on it and whatever, you might stop at the end. You might not go off it without having like a rocket ship to help you get through the atmosphere. You might not, but, but you could see where it's. But stops. you would stop. Like right, you wouldn't. You would hit a glass wall essentially, and you would Dunk. you exactly. It would be like when you have super clean sliding glass doors. That is exactly <laughs> what would happen, and no one has come back with like a bandaid on their forehead and be been like, like "You guys, I found it." It ends over there. It's just it's it's surprising, like how people are vocal about this. Like you'd think that'd be the kind of thing that you would yeah. keep to yourself. So Kyrie Irving, who is you know a very famous NBA player. Recently, and by recently, I mean sometime in the last year, like declared himself a believer in in the flat earth. And Shaquille O'Neal publicly supported him. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, why? Why is this something you were like, why would you ever admit to this out loud in public? Especially if you a famous person who people ask questions to. Like, maybe. Right. You're going to be questioned about that. Maybe you want to keep keep that to yourself so that that's not the only thing people ask you and judge you terribly. Because how smart can you be about basketball if you think that the earth is flat? I'm sorry. Especially since. And and he's a great basketball player. Which is funny, though, because you know what that requires. Even the most basic knowledge of physics. Yeah, right. So. How are you doing that? I don't understand. I mean, are you looking at the ball? Do you think the ball is flat? Do you think the ball is flat? Yeah, do, are you are you actually just like hurling it at people like right, a frisbee? Right. No, then, no, it's it's a globe. It's a globe. I, I mean, and then my question is: so it seems to be that flat earthers believe the Earth is flat, but that the rest of the planets are round, which doesn't make any sense either. Like, why would we be different? It's it's just. I mean, it's such a ludicrous idea that. Frankly, we, we've disproved over and over and over again. How many times can you say, mm, no, like it's just it's just stubborn nonsense. It's only it's talking to somebody who is, in fact, the glass dome like that's Right. And you can just keep shouting at the dome. But it's, if it's there, it's there. It's there. And it's not moving. Um, and I, I did make a really funny Shaq in a Fool joke last time we talked about this, that, you know, Shaq has this show and Shaq in a Fool where he like shows snippets of basketball players like fucking stuff up and tripping and falling down and and you know like double dribbling and all sorts of like basically breaking the rules of basketball and it makes me want to be like hey Shaq somebody should put you on your show saying Mm -hmm. this and be like you're breaking the rules of science so saying yeah that'd be nice he is he was he was in fact Shaq did a fool over this I just um so what do we have so we have the earth is flat and everything else around us is round um, we have the argument that if if we were actually spinning the way we are spinning on a globe, that water and people would be flying off into outer space, which Gravity. is my favorite. Gravity. And that's why the planet's round. Because of how it was created, which has to do with gravity. These people simply are not learning anything in school. I mean, and, and that's a huge part of it, I think, is the American school system in general. <laughs> In a lot of places, not everywhere. I had a wonderful public education as far as I, I mean, I think I'm. As far as I know. I'm right, as far as I know, I think everything's fine. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I had a great public school education. I think a lot of it is where you are, but there is a very large portion of the United States that is very rural, that has one school for a lot of people. We question textbooks now, and I just, I don't understand. There has to be, 
what are we learning from? Are you learning from other people on the internet or are you learning from a book filled with facts? And how bad are these books filled with facts? I just wonder about what would be the same thing, like what would be the benefit of teaching a new ge- uh, generation of people that the earth is flat? Like, right, but... And like, why would you put that in a textbook? No, I don't think... No, I'm saying uh, textbooks that don't have enough information about mm-hmm. the universe, how it was created. Sure, maybe. There's not enough there. You're not covering... There's a lot of... <laughs> There's there, I mean, not enough evolution. Well, too much yeah, I mean, it, from what I can tell, it's my I, I'm gathering that textbooks. I mean, they they constantly have bad information. The textbooks we had were not sure. There, necessarily there was a, telling the whole was a truth about version of history. Absolutely, and there are things that you're seeing online where people are supposedly posting pictures of actual textbooks that their kids come home with, and they're like, "There's barely people any words." The dinosaurs. There's lots of pictures. They're not covering things enough maybe there are a lot of people out there that aren't learning enough about the way the universe was created in order to believe the way it was actually created it's real easy to be swayed when you have no information to begin with i don't know there just has to be a reason people can't just be that fucking dumb i just i don't know i mean this are this we one building seems, them to be that dumb right this one seems so obvious right like the earth is a globe and it's an oblique spheroid i just like saying that you know it, it's not flat uh if it was all right, like even even if it was flat, like wouldn't it tilt by accident at some point and everybody go sliding off the edge? Like I just I just wanna picture that for a second. Everybody goes sliding off the edge. No, because gravity. And then you say, but the earth needs to be round to create that gravity. And they say, No, it doesn't. Just that's it. Just no, it doesn't. <laughs> Conversation over. No, right? it doesn't. Yeah. Um, what was what was that TV show um, with the science with the NASA astronauts? Explaining how the earth works. So uh, it's called One Strange Rock. I highly, highly recommend it. The whole point of the show, it's six or eight scientists, or I'm sorry, astronauts, that are each explaining a different part of the way the earth works. So the, the whole purpose being that until you view the earth from outside of it, you have a really hard time appreciating it. You don't get to see how everything works together. You don't get to see the changes that they can see showing us that the earth is one big thing that's alive, that's working together. And it's amazing. And everybody should watch it. Um, th- why, why do you ask? Oh, no. <laughs> I just remember there was a show about it and that's something that's worth it. And that they explain how gravity works and how right. planets. And like, here's a bunch of people who have been in outer space telling you about the ball they're staring at. <laughs> like they're not telling you about the plate that they're watching. It would be super weird if somebody came back and be like, oh my God, hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> We've been lied to. Did you guys see that? That's, is that? But I mean, they could, I mean, I guess it could be a giant conspiracy that NASA's in charge of telling you, but like for what reason? Why would NASA right, be in charge of that? Right, and that's the, the biggest the thing when it comes to conspiracies. One of the articles that we'll post a link to um, is from The Guardian, uh, all about the need to have conspiracy theories and flat earthers and what that means about us as a society and where we are, it's it's long, but it's worth the read. Um, but one of the things they do talk about is just the idea of a conspiracy theory and how it grows. But most of them do have a purpose. I mean, the conspiracy that the conspiracy theory that there was a second gunman on the grassy knoll, there was a reason sure. for them not to tell us that, and that's where the conspiracy grows from. The rumor of this conspiracy grows from. The fear from. that nobody's actually safe anywhere. Right. There's no... Uh, well, that, that you know, killing JFK was a government plan. So, like, it, but there's a reason. The conspiracy comes from... There's a motive 
for the conspiracy to be a thing. What is the motive of the flat earth? There's there's no conspiracy. benefit there for is. us having a flat earth. There's like we literally gain nothing from this except for people who try to jump off the edge. Like that's what we gain. That's it. That's, just like the idea it. that someday I can get to the edge and just like stick my toe into space. If it was that easy to get into outer space, right. I'd be gone. That's true. Y'all. That's true. Gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just find it very irritating. It's yeah, irritating. I agree. Fake science. And now I got to wonder. Um, so there's another another article from I fucking love science. Um, it's basically just some. It's short. It's a bunch of statistics, but they're questioning different age groups, asking them if they believe if they've always believed the Earth was round or flat. Um, and they they do say that. Um, among 18 to 24 year olds, this percentage falls to 66%, though it continually rises through various age groups. So my thought is at this point, cause we were saying last week, like the young, younger people, they should have more knowledge, right? Like they should, the, hopefully as generations go by in general, the people below behind us are I mean, smarter than we 66% are. 66% is embarrassing. It is embarrassing. But I also feel like if someone walked up to me on the street and asked me that when I was 20 years old, I'm going to fuck with that person. Like, I'm going to say, dude, no, it's totally flat. I mean, <laughs> a ludicrous I, I question. Like, I feel like, yes, but at the same time, I like, mean, I hope that's the they case. could hear the sarcasm in your voice and you would make a sarcastic eyebrow face that would make it Maybe. very clear that you Maybe. were being, in fact, facetious and the earth I don't is know. round. I mean, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be a better story if, if you were very, like, but you you think oh, dude, you think flat. that like a full what is that thirty four percent of people were that sarcastic? Thirty four percent is I'm a just lot saying, of percent. There's no of people. way that sixty six percent of people between the ages of eighteen and twenty four think the Earth is flat, right? There's no way. No, How only, can, only you think only sixty six percent. No, that's what the statistics Wait, 66% say. Wait, sixty six percent think the it's Earth is flat among eighteen to twenty four year olds. This percentage falls to sixty six percent. Sixty six percent of people that have always believed the world is round. Only 66% of people have always believed the world is round in that age bracket. How can that be a real... uh, Smart asses, get yourself together. That's what it feels like to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I don't remember. I'd have to look back at it now to see who actually did the survey. But um, just the fact that this is something that's happening, that I can find an article that actually states... The thought that just two-thirds of young adults in America accept that the planet is an oblique spheroid is deeply concerning. But wait, there's more. 5% of U.S. adults have always thought the world was round, but have become more skeptical as of late. What? Like, what could possibly make you more skeptical? As we get more information, as our technology gets better, as the high-definition pictures come back, as we can take actual video footage from space, you get more skeptical? Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. That's enough. We're done with you. We don't. We don't need you around. Uh, so that is flat earthers. Uh, <laughs> I want to say something funny, but like it's just it's not. It, like no, it's, it's not horrifying. even funny. It is horrifying. It's really really horrifying. Um, I think we went from that. We meat. went from that to meat, and you know I'm just gonna. Say, I, don't, I don't even want to talk about it, but. One fake science thing that bugs me is the we need to eat meat. Um, because we don't, we don't need to eat meat. <sighs> I, I, I'm actually exhausted to even have this conversation with nobody. I'm not, I mean, it's, it's the two of us and you're just listening. Yeah. Just listening. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue with you about your meat situation. And basically, uh, he, in my opinion, and I think enough, 
enough science, although it is a harder to find science because America and like we control stuff and conspiracies, guys. Conspiracies, right? Because America sugar, loves the meat. Sugar and everything. America loves the meat so much, which I think is pretty obvious as the nation with the highest diabetes and, and heart disease. Heart disease and obesity. Blood pressure. And oh my God. I mean, I'm just assuming blood pressure because it goes with the other ones. Why I don't know not? if anyone's taking a blood pressure. Why not blood pressure? It's probably or... blood pressure. Uh, you know, and basically it's, you know, humans need a certain balance of protein, nutrients, amino acids, you know, sugars, carbohydrates, blah, 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 in order to survive. We don't necessarily need meat. Now, meat might be the easiest way to get some of that for some people and definitely the most accessible. Sure. Uh, There's a burger the, everywhere. Right. Is the most accessible now, um, but it is absolutely not necessary for you to survive. Uh, we have survived because we are the most adaptable of the animals, um, partially due to our intelligence. And well, I mean, you make fire, you're gonna probably survive the cold times, right? So, like, evolve, <laughs> evolution, um, and also, you know, making using fire made us eat more meat because we had to, because that's all that was available to people in certain areas. Um, we can eat on, live on plants only, obviously, because people have numerous times throughout history. Um, so it doesn't, you know, I'm not going to be mad that there's like meat in the world. <laughs> but the fact that we're feeding this to people that you need to eat meat when you absolutely do not need to eat meat, only to keep this giant gross machine together and up and running makes me mad. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with your idea that we could be a meatless society. I think the the progress that's happened recently in terms of like Impossible Burgers and the plant based everything like is definitely steps in the right direction. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I love me a burger. I I want to eat a burger. Well, sure, burgers are good. Yeah, but I mean, the fact that like our biology is broken out and the way our teeth are adjusted to both meat and vegetable means, you know, I mean, we are capable of eating meat for sure. But yeah, I mean, the, the, the agricultural impacts, the methane, sorry, gassy cows, um, the, the overall food consumption, like those are big problems and they are not sustainable. Uh, and that's something that we, that we're going to have to address at some point. The fact that our cow culture essentially is is not gonna last us long term, which yeah. is why, of course, they're they're making all these plant meats. Um, which is also, I mean, plant meat's pretty good. I, I had a I had an impossible burger the other day. It tasted just like meat. I was for it. They are good, yeah. Um, but yeah, meat easily accessible. Shitty meat is real cheap. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it, but but yeah, it's, it's well, easy I, you know, to you're to. feeding you're feeding a family of eight. Yeah, you, you know, you, you buy what you yeah. can buy. Um, yeah, it's it's. I I wish I wish our dependency on that part of the economy wasn't so so big, because um, I think that would allow that would allow the at least the statement of we don't need meat. But we sure do like it. Sure. You know, be, be honest about exactly, it. You know? Exactly. We, we enjoy the taste. Um, I'd like to think that as we, again, evolve and get more information and so on and so forth, that our uh, approach to how meat is processed and the treatments um, become more that humane. But there change. isn't really because ultimately we're killing something to eat it. So, I mean, that's and that's a whole other conversation. It probably. is. It is. Uh, but, you know. My, I guess my big take on it is I absolutely understand where you're coming from, but I do like a burger. Right. But I, I don't, I don't disagree with you from a biological and frankly environmental side. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, wa- are- I want to yell about it. <laughs> I'm not going to yell about it. But part of me wants to yell about it. Uh, and I, 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 it just bothers me. It's, it super bothers me. There, we, it, we just, no. No, it's just a lie. It's just, just a false statement. Um, and then we briefly talked about this like over the weekend, I feel like. Uh, climate change. Uh, the, oh, well, I mean, in general, I mean, right? Climate, climate change. change is real. I think that was that was the whole that's conversation. That's pretty much it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's another one that has those those memes or statements out there that are out of control. And like my favorite is anyone who wants to talk about, oh, it's snowing in you know whatever. So there's global no warming is real. Blame <laughs> glo- and it's just man, you don't understand how the no. planet works. And God and the overall me. trend that, again, the science and the data that exists that show year after year is record-breaking uh, heat waves and the fact that it is snowing in April through a ton of the country, also part of the problem. Like, to see, right. you know, it, it that, that the balance is out of whack and... Mm-hmm. And it's, it's going to be bad news. We need to make some real serious changes. And you know who's not helping us? Scott Pruitt. Scott, let's roll back all the emission standards. Pruitt, Scott, um, I'm the worst house guest that anybody's ever had in the history of house guests. I'm the Cato Kalin of, <laughs> of the cabinet. Oh. Yeah, that's Ooh. right. Cato Kalin. Uh, Scott Pruitt is really just fucking with us. And he's slowly but surely dismantling the EPA at a startling rate that is going to continue to affect our environment. It is. Uh the fact that, quite frankly, the United States of America is just useless right now. Jeez. Anywhere in the global, you know, wherever we are globally speaking, it's we are freaking useless. Um, it's it's amazing to me that we even are having these conversations that our politicians are this adamantly against actual science and actual facts. It's, shocking. It is shocking. And the fact that these sort of decisions of science and health and environment are starting to become states' rights issues, whereas California is going to continue to fight to keep uh, the low emission standards, right. to keep uh, you know offshore drilling away from us, etc. Like, how is that possibly a state's rights? Like, that, that's got to be universal. The entire country has to do this together. Otherwise, it's not going to fucking matter. There's no matter. point. There's no point. I think it's been, um, it's something like, not necessarily that we can turn back a bunch of things at this point, but Like coal we jobs. We're not turning back changes. coal jobs. They're not coming. Right. Um, but... The, there it has it has been a time frame has been put out there that we need to make all of these changes and we need to do them together and we it's like a 20 year window and or that, something that like that that is a short period right, of time right for everyone to get on board and do so much by so long you know by a certain point um you know pulling us out of the paris agreement is a massive massive and then going back and then coming out and then going back nobody and then going takes out. us seriously no. nobody wants to you know no one wants to play with us because we're dicks and, and every day it's something else. It's something else in the United States specifically that has to do with tearing down our national resources to maybe drill for something or allowing people to hunt in places that they're not supposed to hunt. Now they're trying to screw with the Native American land again. Like, it is every single day, and it's, it's, it looks like we're going out of our way to, like, spill the oil. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, like, it's basically, I feel like he is trying to reap as much as he can before he goes to jail and then he can leave all of his not as much money as he's pretending to have to his children who will continue to suck at the teat of literally the earth. 
Ew. I, just, I know it's a gross imagery. It's it's because it's yeah, sorry, but that's what it is. They're just, right? Sorry. They're they're sucking the resources out and lining their pockets with them. They're probably wearing fur at the same time. Oh, totally. <laughs> um, Vomit faces. But like you know, the basically what we're saying is because it's cold does not mean global warming isn't happening. That's I mean, the takeaway. April, all through April, it snowed. That is a problem. And like first week of April, uh, first, second weeks of April, when some places back east in the Midwest were getting snow again after it was really nice, mm-hmm. um, we had two, two like 95 degree days, yep. which is super unseasonable in the mm-hmm. middle of, of nowhere. So it, like you said, everything's off balance. And I feel like the majority, I, it's, it's, this is one of those things too, where you've curated your own world to such a point that... I feel like these people don't exist because they don't exist in my circle. Like, sure. Well, there's been a lot of culling this year. Yeah, out. my circle, which has gotten smaller and mm-hmm. smaller and smaller. I'm so glad I still, you know, oh my God. get to be in it. Circles forever because <laughs> Venn diagrams, because we're going to cross. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I, I sometimes forget that these people are actually out there because I'm either being, you know, smacked in the face all day long with horrible, horrible, everything is horrible, horrible, tear your hair out things, or people that I surround myself with who obviously have the same somewhat views that I do talking about stuff that's awesome and like volunteer work and change and like recycling and saving your planet. So we didn't even talk about that. I forget. Oh yeah. We didn't even talk about those that we, that we planted some trees, a tree and one tree, but you know what? It was a really nice tree. Uh, We named it Gloria Simon, um, which we felt real good about because, you know, I think planting more feminism is, is the way to go. Aww. Yeah, yeah, look at that oh, taking we root. Make a sticker. Um, it's not good for the environment. Don't make a sticker. Yeah, it was it was great. It, we did that uh, last weekend, and with uh, with a couple of friends of ours. Hi, Jason, Steph. In case you're listening, hello. Uh, you know, dug a hole, stuck a tree in it, mulched it. Felt real good about our mulching. We had a good berm, which is a new word that we learned. Yeah. Apparently, that's where you like put a pile around the tree. But either way, it was great. Yeah, we made a nice little uh, little moat like yeah. situation, and and felt real good about like helping Los Angeles. It did feel good. It felt very good. Um, and and you know what? It is, it's volunteer work that's not extremely time consuming. Yeah, we were there if, for like three hours. Yeah, three hours. And it was in Van Nuys. We're real right? close to our house. It was like raves down the street. Um, so you know something that I would I'll do again. Yeah, yeah. I like that. It's. I want to hug the planet today. Mm-hmm. You know, we posted a picture of us having done that because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know we like to share little little what Earth we're Day, about. little Earth Day funsies. I was a little sore. Oh sure, absolutely. It was a lot of a lot of shoveling, a lot of big metal equipment <laughs> that I had not used in a long time, a lot of heavy heavy things, um, but worth it. Absolutely, absolutely it was worth great. It. it was great. If you get a chance to plant a tree, do it. You feel good. Uh, we plan to go back and visit our tree when possible, and just like make sure she's grown okay. Oh, we could go back in a year and we yeah. could like have a birthday party. Oh my God, yes. I'm in. Super cute. I'm for it. We'll try really hard not to use not to use paper hats. <laughs> Reusable straws. Oh my god. Oh, oh, and this is a new new thing. Um, this is just science. It's not necessarily fake science. I've always been a little like I feel like they don't teach enough about recycling in school, right? And it's really hard to learn like what your area does. Sometimes recycling can be very difficult and you put your shit in the right bin and you give it to people that you hope are taking it to the right place and you think maybe everything's being recycled. Right. Um, You know, especially in, you know, my case, I live in a building. I don't, I don't think I'm contaminating the commingled recyclables, but there's 149 other units in the building. Who knows what they're doing? Maybe they are. Yeah. Um, Someone recently... 
I'm going to have to look this up. I might not be able to actually find it, but I read an article about how at this point recycling doesn't matter. That we're so far behind? That recycling in the United States is so bad. And our uh, our centers are so over overworked that so much of our recycling centers is ending up in a landfill anyway. Oh, that is crushing. Yeah. So the basically this person was, um, I think the person that was being interviewed had started a waste company, essentially, where he would take your things and ensure that they, you know, their company makes sure that they get recycled. But if they can't be because of the overflow at facilities, they will um, like kind of try to upcycle your stuff. And then it was also this huge article on things you don't realize you can reuse that you're you're tossing or recycling that maybe you can hold on to. So that was super cool. But just reading those very, very blunt words of doesn't even matter. doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. Don't throw your water bottle in the recycling because there's no point. Was very upsetting. Doesn't matter. It's all in the ocean anyway. We're never going to be able to fix it. So like it it was very, um, it was very sad. I have a horrified and and sad look on my face hearing mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to keep recycling. Right? I was like, I think I have a water bottle. I'm, I'm going to do my best to, and this is one of the things that the guy recommended, you know, rather than just leaving it to the bin in your mm-hmm. general area, finding the nearest place and actually Ooh. taking it and actually sorting it yourself. Right. So at a facility, you can drop it in the right place. because. You really don't know. You really don't know. That's true. Yeah. Uh, that's that's an interesting approach. Yeah, a little bit more personal responsibility and hands-on. Yeah, and it's you know it's it's unfortunate that we make it so difficult. It look first world problems, right? Like it's not that difficult for me to drive around with a bag of plastic in my trunk, and whenever I pass something, mm-hmm. drop it off. We are seeing less and less of those facilities. There was one right by um, the grocery store on the corner by my house, but on Van Nuys, and it's gone. So. It's, it's kind of like they're making it difficult for us to do that, which is upsetting. But you look at places like Finland that have... We have to pay money to throw... I think it's Finland where you have to pay money to I throw don't know, one of something like that. They have these these big things on the street where you, you walk up and you actually put your bottles in and the machine takes your bottles and gives you cash. Like it just happens. Right. Um, and they have a much higher return. Like mm-hmm. we have five cents on bottles or something. Theirs is much higher. You get a dollar. It's it's right. very it's like worthwhile for uh-huh. people to take their own recycling directly to the place instead of piling up bins on the side of the road and whatever. We yeah. should do a whole episode on recycling. We should. Let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. I'm gonna write that down right now. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna write that down, and while I am writing that down, I am gonna give you one of our like flash topics. Flash topics flash of topics. fake science and tryptophan. Oh my Go. god. <laughs> I love this one. So our whole lives, people say to you, oh, my God, tryptophan in Turkey. That's why you take, like, a nap afterwards. But it turns out that tryptophan is in basically everything. And the reason you take a nap after your Thanksgiving dinner, because you ate 10 pounds of mashed potatoes, uh, tryptophan is not exclusively a Thanksgiving problem. Tryptophan is, a, is in all the things, and it doesn't make you as sleepy as you think it does. It just... It's it's a food coma because you ate too much damn food, not because you ate too much turkey. I ate turkey yesterday. I didn't take a nap until today. So there. I mean, I did take a nap today. In, in your face, tryptophan. Yeah. It's you know, it's an excuse for the men to like sleep on the couch while you're doing the dishes. It's Bullshit. Kind of, kind of how I feel about it. I mean, I don't think anyone in my family knew how to say tryptophan, but they definitely knew that turkey makes you sleepy. Like that's, sure. <laughs> that's like you the eat situation. ten pounds of anything, right. it you're, makes you sleepy. You're gonna take a nap. Right. Your metabolism is like oh. Mm-hmm. 
but delicious. <laughs> I mean, I, look, I'm not judging you when you eat 10 pounds of turkey, but don't blame your food coma on the tryptophan. Absolutely. Absolutely. Candy's like, I'm judging you a little on your 10 pounds I'm of turkey. You no, you know what? It's mashed potatoes. Every now and then I think about turkey. Especially, especially when I know that the <laughs> turkey that's being served used to be a pet, which is maybe the best way to do it. Uh, another, another topic. Another episode. Um, okay, another... Uh, did I say flash? Did yeah, say flash, flash topics. It's flash a, topics. It's wow. a slow flash, Look though. At me, right? It's flash like a ten-second. Like, everybody smile. Uh, I want to. I'm gonna try and use some that we didn't use last time. Um, cleanses. Oh my god, cleanses. So we live in LA. I'm sure you know that if you're listening to us. Uh, Los Angeles is known for the cleanse. The like. The, the master cleanse, the juice cleanse, the whatever cleanse. And frankly, like, they're bullshit. Sure, you want to have the master cleanse and you don't eat any food and you just poop for four days. Absolutely, you're going to lose weight. Is that healthy? Is that, like, balancing out your internals? No, dude, yeah. it's not. Uh, the juice cleanse, same thing. Like, it's nonsense. Your gut has bacteria that is balanced on purpose. And, it, you know, the probiotic whatever's. I don't know enough yeah, of the science yeah. science, but I do know that cleanses don't actually work. Your kidneys are in charge of cleansing your body. That's what they do. They, they get rid of all the junk. They process it out. You pee a lot, and that's fine. Juice cleanses are nonsense. If you want to like substitute eating shitty food with eating healthier food, that's a great idea. If you want to cut out the booze and drink only water instead, that's a great idea. Those things are really, really healthy for you. However, just like the concept of a cleanse itself, it's fake science. It's not real. Um, so I love a good cleanse. <laughs> oh, I'm not, right. I'm not saying that they work. I'm saying when I feel like shit because I... Because I'm gross and I like ate real bad, I will super do a cleanse for like three days to not feel like shit sure, anymore. But it's because you're I not putting shit in right, your body. It's because you're not yeah. shoving shit in your face. And that's the other thing, which you were saying. Uh, if you want to add juice to your life because you feel like, you know, I don't think I'm eating enough. Vitamin enough fruits. C. You know, that's I a don't great have idea. Do Add some things. juice every morning. Have a yeah. fresh squeeze. Like, but no, you shouldn't live that way. And mm-hmm. it's really not good for and, you. And, and it's the not a binges diet. of it that people like, you know, eat terrible things for a month and then do a three day cleanse and then eat terrible things. Like, that's yeah. a really, really good way to keep your body constantly out of whack. It has. It really has fed just the, the fads. The not. Well, I don't even want to say fad because it's not. It's been years now that just cleansing is a thing. I feel like it's been twenty right. years. There was like the watermelon diet. And yeah. The, well, then the cabbage soup diet when I was a kid. That was. I cannot think of anything uh, that smells worse than the cabbage soup diet. Yeah, it's like, well, you're not eating because you're friggin' nauseous all the time because the house reeks like cabbage nonstop. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it has really fed into the, our culture, too, of binging and purging and weight issues and the idea that you can just erase all of the holidays yeah. by having a, doing a cleanse. You could erase all the holidays by going to the gym, eating healthy, and like, don't eat 10 pounds of mashed potatoes. Don't eat 10 pounds of mashed potatoes. Don't take like a fake fucking bullshit nap. Right. Eat two pounds of mashed potatoes. Right, and, exactly. and feel happy about and it. And you're still going to, you know, enjoy your mashed moderation. potatoes. Two pounds of mashed potatoes does sound like just the right of moderation for me. Right <laughs> I'm pretty sure I ate two pounds of potato salad yesterday, and I was so pleased. Oh, I haven't had potato salad in a long time. It was good. I don't know who. Oh. So we, uh, I went to Carnivore Fest yesterday, which is really not supporting Candy's no meat mentality. But that's <laughs> neither here nor there. Uh, our friends, the Paleys, if you're listening, hello, Bill and Bridget, uh, host this event. Um, called Carnivore Fest, and it's all sorts of different kinds of meat. But somebody made a potato salad that I was like, 
yeah, I just want to take this home with me in a tub and eat this forever. It was good. I mean, the meats were good, too, but this potato salad. And now I'm just thinking about, like, those giant, like, oh, it was catering like trays, you know, with, like, a real smooth. Mm-hmm. That's, that's exactly what it was, but homemade, for sure. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you prefer the um, German or American style? This was American salad. style. Yeah. It, had, um, it had little bits of egg. It had a little bit of chive. It didn't. It didn't have any dill, and I think the dill is what makes no it dill. German. No There's dill. a mustard too. Must, mm. if you, I think mustard is what there makes it German. A, there might have been a little. Either way, I mean. Either way, who cares? I gotta tell you, it was awesome. It's. I mean, potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> so, in summary, potatoes. That's yeah. our scientific take on uh, just potatoes in general. Um, okay, here's one. Uh, we talked about this last time. Five second roll. <laughs> so, five second roll. Your entire. I mean, I would say my whole life. You drop some of the floor, quick, pick it up, stick it in your mouth. Five second roll, you're fine, right? The, the dust doesn't have time to settle, like no dirt t- touches it fast enough. That is a complete fucking lie. You're like, so dirty. Just, yeah, like that, I mean, no matter what it is, it's touching the dirty ground. Sure, you could blow off the obvious dirt, but it doesn't change the like filth that is now touching your food. I mean, here's the thing. Whatever, everything you touch is dirty and disgusting. Oh, like, yeah. that's just reality. Like, everything has particles of other things mm-hmm. that if you get too deep into, like, you're like, wow, I'm, I never, I'm just going to be the boy in the bubble from yes. now on. Yeah. Um, but the five second rule, it's a total lie. Your food's dirty. But that being said, like, I'm, I'm still going to do it. I am 100% eating that food off the yeah. floor. There is yeah, no if, doubt. If I drop a chip, like, I'm picking it up, putting it in my I'm mouth. I'm eating that chip. Uh, I mean, yeah. preferably an indoor five second rule. I wouldn't recommend the five second rule outside. I almost feel like it's probably worse inside. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it depends on where you are. Right, right. Like in certain places, there's probably like concentrations <laughs> of unpleasant things. Whereas outdoors, there's just more room to spread it out. <laughs> Get less, less oh, gross that's crap. super gross. Yeah. Yeah, that's disgusting. So yeah, five second rule, fake science. Um, eating, eating dirty food. Dirty food. We'll do two more. Um, let's do Twinkies last forever. They don't. <laughs> it turns out and they don't. Moving on. Uh, bacteria will grow on them. They get super gross and stale. The cream gets disgusting. Like, it's just, I don't know where that even came from. Well, it, I think it's because when they were first created, they were so chemically, I think, and they were probably born in like the, fi- born. They probably made yeah, in like the 50s yeah. or so. And part of that like microwave dinner bomb shelter right food. exactly yeah. that idea that well chock full of chemicals that'll last forever it won't actually last forever uh according to science uh it's got like a shelf life of 30 years that is too long uh i don't know that i want to eat <laughs> a 30 year old twinkie but yep they do um, not in fact last forever so my question is do we know so they don't i mean it's not good forever but do they not like rot and degrade like other food they will eventually. they will eventually they will eventually okay. rot and degrade like other food because okay. they're still food. they will just disappear yeah, yeah like bacteria mold the whole thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. super gross okay so that's twinkies yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't um, eat them if you're living in your bomb shelter maybe maybe check your expiration date on your twinkies if you're if you're if you're listening to us <laughs> from somewhere way underground, come out, come out, wherever come you out. Are. Everything's fine. You know what? Stay. Just don't yeah. eat your Twinkies. You stay for at least another three years. But right, you may be all that's left of us. Maybe stop eating the Twinkies. If you eat the Twinkies, you might ruin the, the faith for right, humanity. Exactly. Oh my God, we're so screwed. Uh, and lightning never strikes twice is what we will end on. So again, this is fake science, and even if. 
even if you look at nothing else at all, right, if you ignore every other part of the fact that lightning is just going to strike wherever it's going to strike based on connectivity and blah, blah, yeah. why would you put lightning rods on your buildings if you didn't think lightning is going to strike me more than once? Because I got to tell you, if lightning never strikes twice, I would not bother to install a lightning rod. I would just assume, you know what? The likelihood of it striking here the one time is like none. However, like the Empire State Building, the Empire State Building has been struck by lightning thousands of times. Like that is true. It's it's but all is, about material connectivity, frequency of storms, height of where you're at, what you're made of. Lightning will strike as many times as it fucking feels like. There is no rule. Lightning's not like, oh, I was here before. I should move over six inches. Nah, dude. Well, especially since it's different lightning, right? Right. Exactly. There's like. Lightning does not have a mass consciousness about this, where they're like, oh, whoop, check that box, let's move on. Like, nah, dude. Lightning will strike as many times as it wants. I feel like that kind of phrase came from that idea of, well, this terrible thing can't possibly happen to you again, and it somehow developed into science, that they were like, oh, well, because of the electric currents, lightning is going to strike you as many times as it wants. Like, there are people oh, who, for have, sure, been who have been by struck by lightning more than, once. more than once. And, I, you know, the the rods and everything, which is, and the, the building, is they're... The way they're built, they attract it. Mm-hmm. Um, Which by itself, I think like, it started it. right. I, but I think it started in in the sense of middle of nowhere, striking uh, an empty land in the middle, and then striking in the exact same spot again. I think people hadn't seen that, and it then that became a, a thing. No, it doesn't strike twice. Enter enter massive urban living and landscapes yeah. and metal rods and science and, and all sorts of more shit. More than more than like five people in a fifty mile radius. That that really I yeah. think has, yep. has something to do with And it. that's the thing, like even if, if you think about the people who have been struck by lightning more than once, also guys, maybe come inside a little bit. I'm just You should never be outside yeah. if it's raining. I'm just I'm just putting that out there. But so let's say you're the person who's gotten struck by lightning more than once and God help you. I am so sorry. That yeah, sounds horrendous. That sucks. But like is the assumption that you, the person, weren't standing in the same place? Or are Ooh. you the the end goal? Like, is it geographic location or is it object location? Just like the nuance around the idea of lightning right. never striking twice in the same place. It's just like there's too much nonsense for it to be reasonable. I never even thought of that. Yeah. Wow. Like, I, well, I got struck here and then I moved over 10 feet and I got struck again. Like, does that right. count? You got struck you twice? Got, or was it the 10 feet? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. ultimately, mm-hmm. fake science, mm-hmm. lightning will strike. Right. I mean, I think, uh, you know, the, what is that? Is it just called sea glass? <laughs> no. Oh, the, the sand. The in sand. Alabama. That gets, yeah, yeah, that gets struck by lightning. Uh-huh. That beach probably got struck by lightning more than once. More than once. Because if you're finding, he puts the lightning rod there. Right. And I mean, you can that's. Attract it. You get, yeah, you get that all over the place. And then just you win naturally Reese without a lightning rod. Heart. And then you get Reese Witherspoon's heart. Which I got to tell you is a good choice. I haven't seen that movie. I, for a second, I had no idea. You have not seen Sweet Home Alabama. Oh my no. God. Okay, we're going to stop recording right now and we're going to watch Sweet no, Home Alabama not. and we'll be right back. That is not going to Pause. Happen. No. Aww. No. It's a great movie, dude. It's, it it's, probably is. It's really, really heartfelt. I know. She's cute. Patrick Dempsey's in it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's Patrick Dempsey. He's handsome. Which one is it? Is it Patrick Dempsey? Yeah. yeah. Let's say. Hmm. Probably. Ah, fuck. More than know. likely. More Hold than likely. Yeah, we're going to Google that. I'm going to look up the internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did we talk about last time? That we maybe didn't this time. Um, I think, oh, we also talked about the 10% of your brain, which was actually very funny. <laughs> we're hilarious when you can't hear it. Ah. Uh, 
Uh, incidentally, Smith from Alabama has a 6.2 on IMDb. Like, fuck everybody who didn't like this movie. It is Patrick Dempsey. Like, you guys are wrong. This movie is great. This is a 10 out of 10. You should see her face. She's very, very serious. Damn it. I love this movie. Uh, 10% of your brain. Um, nah. Which is kind of like a combination of real and fake science, as it turned out. Yeah, yeah. The the parts that I was thinking were fake science, but then there's that whole ability to zap each other if we evolve more. Right. We yeah. We de- we definitely have the possibility to use more of our brain than we do in ways we don't yet understand, mm-hmm. and that's if we evolve to that point, which means we have to survive long enough to hit the next point in our evolution, which I don't think is going to happen. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much, what percentage of our brain we use because we're we're done. We're centennial man and we are out. This is it. This is the end. We are uh, probably not going to make it. And my, my thought on the the 10% of your brain was that maybe we're only using 10% for like rational thought, but the rest of it is regulating what your body is doing. Like you are not consciously thinking breathe in and breathe out and breathe in and breathe out, but somewhere in your body that's being regulated and that's got to be the rest of your brain. That other 90% is in charge of like blood flow and your kidneys cleansing your body and that sort of thing. And now I can't remember which part of your brain actually does regulate that. Someone out there is like real obviously going medulla oblongata. And I'm like, eh, is it? I hope they're right. Wait, I'm looking at it. <laughs> or, you know, that's what, because internet. Which, which is so funny that, that there is yeah. so much fake science yeah. because you can look things up on the internet. Exactly. And again, as long as you're on the first two pages of Google, your information is probably accurate. Right. So uh, the medulla oblongata. I just like to say that right there. Which is uh, by itself more than 10% of your brain. Uh, right. When that controls uh, the heart and the lungs. So there's there a big go. portion of your brain doing stuff that you're not thinking it's about. Real that's, busy. That's doing those things. Uh, there's also the, um, the cerebral cortex, which I believe controls your motor function. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, or your, so c- your cerebellum. Ton, your... Tons of your brain are doing things yeah. that you don't have to think about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so that's that's fake science. Coordinate and regulate uh, muscular activity. So, there is more of your brain. We may or may not be using one actively using one hundred percent of our brain, but we are sure as fuck using more than ten percent of our brain. I don't. It, I think part of that just comes from the human hubris of <laughs> having to believe that our potential is so vast and amazing, as if we're not just puppies with thumbs. <laughs> And no tails. <laughs> no tails. And some of us do have tails, and that's okay. That's okay. Because the fact that you don't have a tail is a mutation. It's okay if you have a tail, you're fine. <laughs> I got crap, guys. I got crap I just, everywhere. I just knocked little, that over. Little stacks of crap. Really? With my elbow. Uh, my, my dimple. My dimple. Mutation. That's a mistake. That's an accident. I don't have any wisdom teeth. I like to think of it as an evolution. I think that right. I am, in fact, the next generation. Because we don't need wisdom people. teeth. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. no wisdom teeth. Of course, I've, awesome. every time I say that, I'm like, please don't come in, please don't come in, please, please don't, come don't come in. in. Um, but I'm pretty sure at this point in my life, I'm not getting them. I, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've been to, to, to the dentist. Like, they've taken x-rays and they yeah, don't see teeth one. up here, yeah. right? No, like, I'm, I'm fine. They just don't see it yet. Right? It's like way up here. It just hasn't moved <laughs> down to x-ray. coming down. Spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that, this is our fake science take. Uh, we're going to come uh, to you guys with some more specific scientific things uh, going forward. I, I do think we will do something I'm recycling because... Yeah, I'm super into that episode. Right? I had a, like a bunch of ideas all at once. <laughs> My brain just exploded. That that part, that 90% of your brain yeah. that you're not using literally... It's now thinking about recycling. ...filled with shit really, really fast. Um, we are going to end with our political minute. Noodle. Oh, my goodness. So... 
when we recorded this last week, I talked about Michael Cohen. I'm super over talking about Michael Cohen. Instead, I want to talk about Michelle Wolf at the White House Correspondence Center. Um, there is a ton of controversy about her presentation um, because she was pretty vulgar and caustic and fucking honest. She was telling the truth. She called out everybody for their lies. She called out Congress for its ineffectiveness. She called out Trump for all of his pussy talk. Like, she was very, very, very aggressive. And you know what? God bless her. She was amazing. She told, it was a truth to power situation that not everybody does. And people are like, oh, she crossed the line. And that's not funny. You know what? You're right. It's not funny, but it doesn't make it not true. And I feel like whoever invited her, if they're going to get upset about what she's saying, had nobody watched any of the, anything that she's ever said before ever because she's exactly who she was in her HBO um, special, Pretty Lady, every time she's on The Daily Show. Like, she's exactly who she is, and I am so proud of her. I am Team Michelle all the time. She has a Netflix special coming out. I'm definitely going to watch it. If I can mail her five bucks, I'm going to do that um, because there's a huge amount of backlash against her for it. They're no, like, she insulted okay. Sarah Suckabee Hander's appearance. No, she said her makeup was great, but she made it out of the ash of lies that she'd told. Her smoky eye was built on on things that she truth that she had right. burnt. And that's clever and funny and Super interesting. Clever. And if you're following her on Twitter, she's real unapologetic about it and good for you, mama. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. yeah. You were it, paid to do a job that you yeah. did. A bunch of people walked out of the dinner like how yeah. are you offended by her oh, and so not offended much. by Trump's announcement today that he couldn't watch the para the paralympics because it was too hard for him to see like once again being offensive and obnoxious and horrendous like fuck you guy uh michelle wolf thank you Mm. for for your courage and dignity in the face of people's nonsense and like you're funny man good times i just okay i haven't watched the correspondence dinner uh yet um he was not there, right? Oh no! Of yeah, course. yeah. He no, said no, no. He, he can't. He he had a rally. Uh, he he was busy, you know, starting his twenty twenty campaign rally somewhere else. Yeah, no, that's he 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 cannot um, be in the room. The guy who said I would rush into the face of some, of somebody shooting at students cannot be in a room where they're going to make fun of him. Right. Right, and I did not see that thing this morning. I am currently in a checkout phase of politics. I uh, last week was just personally, I had like a rough week but last oh my god gross um last monday it was like constant facebook and the internet and just everything was too much for me i I hit that wall of like i've taken so much and this has happened i think wave like with everybody we know Mm -hmm. really since since before the election um and that's where I'm, i'm at right now so like i didn't i didn't watch the correspondence dinner i didn't see that thing this morning because i have just like mental health checked out for the week and, and that's I, that's you know perfectly perfectly reasonable uh, don't worry i'm here i'm consuming it yeah. and we'll spout about it for you thank you mm-hmm. thank you very much i'm gonna have to get back into it tomorrow it's like i don't want to miss the things that are happening in our country and in the world however how can you miss the things that are happening and it's like i know everything's crap and i gotta read about it like it's at some point i just need a break yep i yeah. think i think that's very reasonable because it'll still be there when you come back to it Right, it's not going to go away. It's not like I'm really going to miss much. And it it is worth noting the the Korean War might be ending. What's happening with the North yeah. with North and South Korea, and they're coming to an agreement and so on. And I swear to God, when Trump takes credit for it, oh, uh, both for both it. North and South Korea should say should come together and publicly announce he wasn't even there. 
Like that would really make me happy. That would and I be think nice. that's a nice way to end the Korean War. That is nice. And it's a nice way to see people coming together mm-hmm. uh, because he's so horrible. So Seeing horrible. people come together in the continual aftermath of the little explosions he's, you know, setting off all over the friggin' place is kind of, I guess, kind of nice. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, similar to the way that people have been coming out of the woodwork with their political activism now and started to volunteer. Right, like, right. these are all sort of the result of Trump. They're, they're certainly the positive in the face of his like absolute right. ugly. It looking at this moment in time that is that is an upside to what yeah. is friggin' happening all over the place. Yep. Uh so with that we are we're gonna wrap. We're gonna wrap up this es- episode. Uh Earth Round. Yep. Uh Climate Change Real. Yep. Uh Tryptophan not. Tryptophan not. D- uh, don't eat your Twinkies. Pass about thirty years. Give give them about thirty years. Um so rethink your bomb shelter food. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably not Uncrustables instead. You know what? Uncrustables really. Yes. Uncrustables. Uh, really, uh, really make for a good lunch. Yep. Just just letting you know, guys, get yourself some Uncrustables and try to get through uh, the next week of Crazy Horrible Fake Science. One thing to promote. Yes. Yes. Uh, Dungeon Master on May 20th. We're going to have our uh, Guardians show on May 20th in Los Angeles. Uh, at the Vortex, that's in downtown, at 7 p.m. on, that's May 20th, where all of the previous winners of the Dungeon Master shows come together and battle out to see who will be crowned a guardian. Uh, It's a very good show. I mean, the shows themselves are always a lot of fun, but this is an extra good one because everybody who is there playing are people who have won in the past, understand the game, and are out there, like, to win. And uh, they always write a really fun show specifically for this and tailor it to the winners. And I got to tell you, everybody I called to say, hey, you won your show. Can you be there? Was like, yes. Everybody was really excited. Usually it takes a little while to like contact everybody. But people were like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. So I I felt real good about that. That's going to be super, super fun. Yep. Um, we also have uh, Mulder, It's Us, in X-Files podcast. Season one is now available. Dun, dun, uh, dun, dun. Season one, which covers uh, the X-Files season 10. You can listen to seasons one and two, covering X-Files seasons 10 and 11 now on iTunes, Podbean, and at handypresents.com. Um, and a final push, uh, I think it's May 5th, is the election day for my sister, Danielle, Danielle Armanect. Danielle, we're so proud of you. Yeah, we are so proud of you. She is running for mayor of Bertram, Texas. And uh, I'm super stoked. It was really cute the other day she posted that, because uh, she had an early vote. Um, she said it was real weird voting for myself. <laughs> That was awkward, but uh, good times. And well then, like, deserved. And then, like, thanked her her town for being so well put together and their early voting being so easy and, like, blah, blah, blah. So that was it was very, very cute. Uh, so good luck, Danielle. Good luck. By the time this posts, uh, Hopefully it'll be a day or two away. Be, you know. Yeah, and you never know. The next time we're back, we will we might have a mayor in the family. Yeah. I mean, that's oh. that's a big deal. That's that when the corruption deal. starts right away. I'm really excited about it. <laughs> I'm really excited. Really excited about all this corruption. It's good, Bertrand. Um, and at that... <laughs> With corruption, I am Candy for Chacharone. I am Noodle, also for Chacharone. We will see you guys (laughs) next month. Thank you. Thanks. Bye.